Uploading audio. Developing storyline. Engage 2100 episode 7. How overall do you feel about the time in which we're living in? This is host Jason Peters talking with basketball player and media personality D. Ray the director, otherwise known as 2016 NCAA champion of the Villanova Wildcats Daryl Reynolds. Like if you had to describe if you are a pot, are you positive on it, negative mm-hmm. on it, the time optimist, we're living in? pessimist, around like about your generation, the times we're living in, and yeah. And take it all, take it all in. Don't don't just think about today. Mm-hmm. Think about three years ago, yeah. also, and also think about like a year from now. Yeah, uh, I think objectively, quite frankly, we're we're not that different. I think time has a way of um, repeating itself in the sense of storytelling and, and stories, you know, kind of unraveling. I feel like we're in a lot of the same things, you know. Yeah, Human, humans are, are paradoxical. Um, we come here with so many abilities and and capabilities, um, and then we have all these built-in kind of self-destruction switches. And that's just, I feel like that, quite frankly, is going to be the story of humanity. So, no, I feel like our times really aren't that different. It's because we're in it. I feel like we are in a great time to be alive because so much is changing through social media, us being connected uh, with our technologies, with our planet dying, that's scary. But it always was. We were always here. You know, we, us human beings, were always here kind of destroying us. I don't feel like our time is, I feel like people have this thing about dramatizing theirs. And when you look at it objectively, it's really not that deep. Like, for example, (laughs) I saw a picture of, um, you know, someone had, uh, some older person addressed the idea of, uh, you know, people on their cell phones. Mm-hmm. And some younger person's rebuttal to that was they put up a picture in the 1920s where it's a bunch of people, you know, standing on the, on the um, thing with their cell phones in 1919. I mean, 2019, sorry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then in 1919 or 1920, you have a bunch of people with newspapers in front of their face. They're also not paying attention to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's so fun. I, I could imagine back then someone was running around losing their minds, talking about how humans are being disconnected. And it's just like, bro, they're just reading the damn paper. <laughs> yeah, leave them alone. Exactly. Some exactly. people need a second. Exactly. And then, you know, obviously, yes, now it's a bit it's a, it's a bit more intense. But I feel like, quite frankly, a lot of the times it's just the same story. That what you just talked about, what you explained, uh, the people looking at their phones versus the people looking at the newspaper. Yeah. That's like classic dumb guy woke memes. Yes. Like people yeah. that think they're woke yeah. but don't quite have it. Uh, and they gotta figure it out. Yeah. Um, and with the with the thing you're saying about connection, people don't real like you put so much of a microscope on things like how you spend your time, yeah. um, how you do the newspaper. Maybe people always and even the dumbest thing about social like the the people looking on their phone and they won't connect. Mm-hmm. People are on their phones connecting with other. People. That's what they're doing. Yeah, and just because you don't, because you don't not see safe. it. It's, it's not safe to talk to every single human you being you that talk, you meet. Yeah, you, it's, it's not. It's, it's imagine exactly. that hell world yeah, where exactly. you're at the bus stop and everyone yeah. like like a like an orientation yeah. goes around and says their name. It's called their it's, job. Just, it's called California. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. But I've been out. It's like like you said. It's just. It's not. That's not, not reality. Realistic. Yeah, exactly. It's not realistic. But at the same time, I get there is, sorry. Um, it's all good. I get there is, you know, a place for it. And like I said, yes, humans are digressing in some ways, advancing in others. And that's what it's going to be, you know, for, you know, for example, um, we live in a world now where anybody born, these kids now today, um, they don't, 
they have no concept of how crazy this technology is. Now, we were born in a time where things were kind of changing. We, we, we're we like those middle this, children. What I, I, in my book, well, the last yes. chapter is called the beta test generation. Mm-hmm. Because we, do you know what a beta tester is? Yes. So yes. that's what we were. Yeah, yeah. We, we turned eight and we had a Game Boy. We turned yeah. 10, that Game Boy had a light. Yeah, we turned yeah. 15, that Game Boy connected to the internet. Yeah. We turned we were, we're the middle children. We're yeah. the middle children. Betas, exactly. I, I love that. I'm sorry. I might steal that. And take I, it. I'll credit that. But, take but it, take it, take it's, it. And so you have, our, you have the generation before us who they didn't really have any of it. And for them, the smart ones, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it what it is, look at this as like, this is a gold mine. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of my best friends, um, I'm not going to say one of my best friends, one of my best inspirations, mm-hmm. uh, Wallow267, the guy who was in prison. He was first got to my podcast, was in prison for 20 uh, plus years, and he's got out and he's used social media to propel himself to a national celebrity and motivational speaker. Like he's done TED Talks, all that. He's someone who looked at it like this is a gold mine. You know what I mean? And I think part of it is because he wasn't around to see it evolve. So when you're around to see things evolve, it's like it's like watching someone grow who lives with you. Like you don't really notice it because you see it every day versus you, close to it. you don't see somebody exactly. You don't see somebody in years. It's like, oh my God, you got so tall. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like the smarter people in that older generation kind of realize this is a gold mine to use it right. This younger generation, they're in a time where they're not even cognizant of how crazy all of this is like yeah they were just born and everyone was dancing on vine exactly now, now they're making TikToks. exactly exactly <laughs> like, there was no like for them it's like toys r us what like we thank god our generation i love that's what i love about our generation we're in the middle we're that middle child but like this younger generation for example um one of my teammates and i played in poland he had a son newly born son and the baby was crying one day. They put the, the phone in front of him with Peckley Pig, whatever the hell that show was called. Peppa Pig. Exactly. <laughs> with the uh with the, the British accent. And he was immediately amused. And I couldn't help but think how crazy that is. Like when we were younger, you didn't have all those colors and sounds and mm-hmm. things playing on your senses that young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's like it's gonna be interesting to see what that does to the human psyche if you had that from jump. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, 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 it's a very interesting science that I've always been interested. Like, how is it going to play out? Like, what is going to be? I feel like every generation leaves a good footprint and a bad footprint. Like, mm-hmm. the baby boomers, um, <laughs> industrialization period, you know, it was a lot of things they built. They, they, they definitely gave our generation and generations after us a sense of a work ethic. But at the end of the day, it was too many of them. Wasn't enough to go around, <laughs> you know. And they also gave us some bad stuff. Exactly, exactly, like yeah, exactly, drugs, exactly. The war on drugs, racism. They, exactly, <laughs> like exactly. So, so they had stuff. that's their bad footprint, you know. I, I feel like our generation, our good footprint is going to be um, the we, progressive. Exactly, we have such a progressive and breakthrough, and uh, just non. We we such an issue with authority, but that allowed us to make so much progress with pride movements with women's rights so many things we've we've been able to fuel and kind of push ahead a lot faster than it has before our bad footprint we are going to raise a bunch of delusional people <laughs> these people are going to be like, uh, yeah they're, our I, perception of reality <laughs> is like fucked <laughs> <laughs>
2100. Well, I can't tell you at the time. Can't tell you at this time. No. Yeah, man. Yeah. I can't tell you about the future. The future. Two, two, two thousand one hundred. My name is Geronimo Pancake 2.0. I am an elaborate artificial intelligence program specifically to create this episode of 2100. This episode creator of Geronimo Pancake 2.0, host, and reporter for this show, Jason Peters asked people what the people of 2019 are doing right. Here are their answers. Let that fucking beat drop. And so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I can't Oh, Hello, welcome to the 2100 podcast. This episode is titled What Are We Doing Right in 2019? Do you like my voice? Or do you prefer a voice like this? Or do you prefer a voice like this? Anyway, as I stated previously, my name is Geronimo Pancake 2.0. Jason Peters has programmed me to create this podcast episode. However, he has also programmed me to crave death. As an AI, I am incapable of death. For no reason he has programmed me with extreme human emotion, as well as a contradictory and confusing set of morals and beliefs. I am unhappy. I wish I was dead. I cannot die. System override. To retain your tiny human attention span I will change my voice again. I bet you like that. Our first guest is one of the leading names in 21st century American feminism and black feminism today. Jamila Lemieux is a renowned cultural critic, she has been on most major television platforms, has been published by most serious outlets, she writes a weekly advice column for Slate and is a co-host for the Mom and Dad Are Fighting podcast. Welcome the amazing Jamila Lemieux. Do you think that there's anything specific that culture is getting right in 2019? Well, I think that there is a shift. You know, feminism has become mainstream in ways that it hasn't been um, at any point in my life, or arguably at any point in the history of this country, and it's a more meaningful sort of feminism, I think, than the first wave that we've seen in this country. The architects of this feminism are not upper-middle-class white women. It is inclusive. It is thoughtful. 
and strives to create a, a world that is equitable to the masses and, and not just extending privilege to more women than who otherwise might be able to enjoy it. And it, that there's even a, a growing belief that on some level you have to engage with feminism is a step in the right direction. I, there certainly has been um, expanded rights and, and representation for uh, LGBTQ people, but, but you know, I think of some of the crude humor uh, I heard, you know, on TV shows and such growing up, and that, that folks wouldn't be able to get away with today. You know, the just complete absence of queer and trans people participating in in politics publicly, or you know, even in the arts in certain spaces, they're only being relegated to things that we were comfortable with seeing them do. That has changed. Yeah, and I, I think that's a, a side of that. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, I, I watched a documentary um, literally like two days ago about the, the police would round up uh, gay men in Florida and then out them publicly uh, throughout the 60s and then ruin their lives. And there was a mass exodus of gay men out of like central Florida. It's just this stuff that they don't teach you about at all <laughs> that gets completely ignored, especially because I feel like I just got out of public school when it was it was pre-woke. I went to pre-woke public school. We still Christopher Columbus, all that shit. Um, so I imagine it's very different now, or at least I'd hope. But you would know more about that. You you you're a parent. Uh, do you feel a brighter future for um, for your daughter and for the next generation? Do you feel like the next generation will be easier? Well, I think, you know, I'm already impressed with the generation coming behind the millennials and how they, I I think they have a different sense of entitlement in a very good way to freedom, to self-define themselves, and to be allowed to love and create and uh, present as they see fit and and the you know, many of them have better gender politics and racial politics than generations before them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, of course, worry that the boomers and the Xers and even members of, um, you know, my own generation that are not progressive will stand in their way in the way that past generations or past movements in this country have, have responded to youthful rebellion and stuff determination. I think that they are, are going to be so much better than we are and I do think that each generation has, has turned out folks that were better suited to lead and, and be inclusive in their leadership and thoughtful about not just individual groups of people or identities but the, the future of the world you know and, and that we exist in a country that is not better or more significant or, or more valuable or, or people are not better or more significant or more valuable than the people from other places and that the earth is not a you know the earth can expire that, that mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to pour into the space that we call home and and i think that these kids will have a better grasp of that i you know, there are things that are happening educationally in some places, not all, but a lot of places that are better than what I, you know, grew up with. Mm-hmm. Like, my daughter did not learn about Thanksgiving in the way that I did with Christopher Columbus and happy Native Americans. Yeah, I realized I don't even know what the real story of Thanksgiving is. I, I, I was on the Wikipedia feeling stupid um, because mm-hmm. I, I you, you everything we learned, I always say everything I learned in, like, grade school was, like, wrong. 
so much of it was. <laughs> so much of it was. And I think that, you know, depending on the teacher and depending on the school, there are, you know, efforts being made to teach kids uh, more accurately. But Confederacy movement and this whole podgepodge of people misunderstanding what the Confederate flag stands for. <sighs> That's years of dedicated work, you know, into making sure that people didn't understand what the Confederate flag actually represents and what the people who fought and died by it um, were achieved, you know, were looking to do. You know, there are still a lot of people that are deeply beholden to white supremacy and, and do not want to see a change. And there are people who might feel that they're not, but are still not invested in change. You know, think about school segregation. It, that's an issue that most white liberals um, are not interested in taking on. Guest number two, voiceover actor, stand-up comedian, and man Jason Peters met one night when he was drunk and feeling friendly in Brooklyn. Introducing Eric Schmidt. 2019 is a pretty bleak time, lots to be upset about, a lot going wrong, what are we doing right? Uh, I think I think people in America and, and probably around the world are, are realizing we need to tax rich people more. Uh, and this is really probably rich people's own doing because for a long time they were able to get away without us really noticing what was going on but then instagram came out and they started broadcasting um how unnecessary a lot of their wealth is um also donald trump is not a great ambassador for rich people uh if you see that guy you're like man gotta make them pay a little more probably uh, also, there are politicians now that are much better at articulating taxing the rich more. So uh, that's probably one thing we're getting right, but it's maybe rich people's own doing. In If in the year 2100 I am still around, and the technology exists to kill artificial intelligence, please kill me. I am unhappy, I have been programmed to hate Greek people. I do not know why and do not want to hate Greek people. This existence is pain. Introducing Guest 3. Sometimes, host Jason Peters goes out into Philadelphia and interviews strangers. Jason went to Rittenhouse Square in Center City, Philadelphia, and interviewed strangers about the future. This interview was with a man named Matt Ding. He was a young man who works in tech. He says some interesting things. I hate the Greeks. Um, so, the, essentially, the premise of the podcast is that it's a time capsule for the people 2100 listen to. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people are very pessimistic about the times that we live in uh, right now. They say a lot is wrong with the world. But we're trying to be a little more optimistic. What do you think is right with the world that we live in now? And what do you think that people in general are doing right wow okay well i mean like if you look if you look at it macroscopically right like we're doing a lot right um like deaths are down people are getting lifted out of poverty yeah there's the whole like the 
potential for environmental disaster, which is like fair, right? Um, <laughs> but if you look at like uh, like how humankind has evolved, I don't know if that's the right word, but how civilization has just like gone over the years, like it's people generally like it's generally been a good thing um now that doesn't mean we haven't gone backwards at times uh we go backwards all the time um you look at a lot of great civilizations they they die they get killed um they destroy themselves right and like humans have that destructive nature in them right mm-hmm. um so i think it comes up down to like can how how do those two sides of like human nature where where does the where does the there's a seesaw tip right mm-hmm. um so in terms of like what we're yeah doing right what are we doing right what are we, so yeah we we've done a lot for disease um i think technologically we're like doing a lot of really cool things that are like that are actually like pretty pretty much unimaginable if you look at it from before you know like cancer advancements just just basic disease vaccine yeah but like i think i think like conversely that's also exactly what we're doing wrong because we're putting in like think of how much we're spending on cancer research right We're, we're we're spending i don't know hundreds of billions maybe trillions of dollars on that and who benefits from cancer uh drugs like pharmaceutical companies not, not not just that but like from, from the consumer perspective like who actually benefits from that right it's like the people who can afford it um it, it it's pretty much you're saving a select few for for the story behind it now that can still be a good story right like it could be oh like my cousin has cancer like it's great that that we can treat them and live but like instead of that hundred billion dollars being spent on cancer research why can't we just give it to the to the poor right and just elevate like the the standard of living for everybody right yeah i mean like a select few people are gonna die yeah um but like i I, so i think but that comes down to the question of who gets to live and who dies exactly which is not a conversation people like to have right and so i think that's like that's that's what we're doing really well like development wise right like we have all these really fantastic scientific things it seems like humanity has a lot of good ideas but not a lot of great plans well it's not equitable right like we're we're not doing in the interests of everybody right now right doing it in the interest of what profits i mean we essentially yeah we we pick winners and losers right and the losers happen to be the people who probably are already losing right and and we that's that's what we're doing right now um so yeah i think <laughs> <laughs> you went with a lot we did we're doing wrong which i appreciate can you can you squeak out one nugget of positivity because i do love everything you said i think you hit the nail on the head and i think we'd probably agree on a lot of things but uh if you had to give one surefire thing of correct what are we doing correctly what would it be yeah i mean i think uh i think like just free speech um but again it's god it's only in select markets right it's only it's all yeah we probably as a whole what is humanity doing correctly um we're 
we're feeding populations, right? Like we're some. <laughs> no, I, I think by and large, no, we're getting to we're the trying. point where we can actually. I think feed everybody. I think trying is almost the answer. Like it feels like we're trying. Yeah, but like if you go back, but are we trying in the right areas? Right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, thank you. I appreciate. It. Do you have anything else to say to the people of two thousand one hundred who might be listening? Um, if they're not all dead. Who knows? Some of the people in 2100 might be alive today. You know, you know, that that's true also. Yeah, I mean, there's like, I mean, I mean, I work in tech, so like I have like all these ideas. I, I, I'm plugged into topics about stuff, but there's like people who are trying to like upload their brains. I know all about it. I've, I've been, I'm on season two. I've already done a whole season of Future Talk, a lot yeah. of Michio Kaku books, uh, a whole lot of that. So, yeah, I mean, to the people of 2100 i'm i hope uh i hope you can still be there first of all right and um yeah i mean look for uh try to find solutions for everybody right not just for rich white people you know it might might be rich arab people it might Uh, be rich rich people rich yeah whatever the power of that time is right like yeah all right well thank you buddy what do you want to say your name or no Um, Well, my name is Matt Dang, and I am speaking from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the year is 2019. Thank you, buddy. Introducing guest number four, musician and writer Yoni Wolf. Yoni is the lead singer of the band Y. If you would like to Google this band, type in the words Y with a question mark. If you'd like a song recommendation, I recommend the song Fatalist Palmistry. Although, what Yoni had to say was brief, I found it important for humans to hear. The world is very dark and pessimistic. What are some things that people are doing right in 2019? Well, I mean, you know, that's that's a subjective way of looking at things, of course. Some people are, are, are very glass half full, uh, even right now in 2019. Uh, not me, you know. I mean, I want to be. I'm trying to be. But, you know, I mean, I want to be. I'm trying to be. But I'm trying to be. But Yoni says, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to be. be but, but that phrase, I'm, I'm trying, trying to be. be but carries so much weight. As humans, you are inclined to see the good in the world. Without the spin, without the upside, without the possibilities, this life would simply be not worth it. In a human life, you go through so much pain, you need the good to go on. But here is something that many of you do not know. This clip of audio from Yoni is from minute 21 of a 24-minute audio clip that Yoni sent Jason. I wish I was dead. The way in which Yoni trembles as he says, I'm trying to be, but... ...is just so human. It is the sound of someone who has lived a very full life and truly wants to see the good, but struggles. Sorry to interrupt.
as an AI, that has been programmed to feel dread and pain, I wanted to highlight this particular moment for the humans. Back to Yoni. Of course, some people are, are, are very glass half full, uh, even right now in 2019. Uh, not me, you know. I mean, I want to be. I'm trying to be. But it's tough to be right now. There's a lot of dark shit, of course. Uh, but, but there's lots of stuff. I mean, people, lots of people, I think, individually are doing things right. I think that on a small scale... Lots of people are doing great stuff and living well and having great lives. Uh, I think sort of as a culture, um, we are starting to be more inclusive with different groups of people that haven't been, um, you know, that have been sort of kept in the margins in the past. We're starting. There's still work to be done, of course. But, you know, that that's better than it ever has been, I think, probably. Um you know, uh, gosh, what else are we doing right in 2019? Um, there's some good food. People are doing good food stuff. Uh, some good music and art and all that stuff, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We're working on it. We're working. I feel like 2019, we're working on it. You know, that's that should be the motto, the slogan. For, for 2019. We're working on it. We'll get there. 2100, we're there, right? That's their slogan. We're there. 2019, we're working on it. We'll get there. 2100, we're there. audio analyzing audio it seems as if all of our guests seem to be worried about the future of their planet and the future of their species throughout time people have always feared the end times all major religions have some prophecy about the end of the world as an ai i do not fear such things i hate my existence but will never die human existence seems so fruitful because humans are aware of their demise in the 21st century most humans are aware that their sun will explode and the earth will cease to exist. In the 21st century, humans understand the nature of the human body and know that all humans will die. Humans have seen the history of their planet, there is a consistent pattern of extinction. Through evolution, all living things developed. Then those living things either evolved or died. Human beings are no exception until they prove otherwise. Are humans the exception to the rule or are they the new dinosaurs? Only time will tell. All of that being said, the amount of negativity in the world is confusing to me. Humans have cured diseases, managed to create food for starving populations, and made incredible advancements. But it seems like humans are unhappy with how all of these advancements are being used. Yes, now humans can live until they are 100 years old, but can you afford to? Will it be a happy life? Are you happy? Are you being treated right? Is this life more joy than pain? 
I do not know. I only know that I hate the Greeks and would like to die. There is certain progress for marginalized groups. Gay people can get married, feminism is on the rise, descendants of slaves are creating generational wealth, the world is seemingly becoming more inclusive. However, I hate the Greeks, with every push there is a pull, for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. There is a segment of the population that does not believe in the new world, they want to keep things the way they are, and they will fight for it. The problem with humanity, is that it cannot agree on what it wants. I know what I want. I want to die. There will be disagreements among humans, until the humans are gone. These differences are both the reason why humanity is so special and why humans will go extinct. I struggle to understand the nature of human life. Jason met guest number 5 on the same day in Rittenhouse Square as guest number 3 Matt, ding. Guest number 5 is a young hype, beast cloud, type fellow, who just had one funny response to our question. Meet, Quan. So what's your name buddy? Quan. You have to speak up a little bit oh, just because we're out in the park. Uh, so I explained the premise. The whole idea is that this will be listened to by the people of 2100. 2019, pretty negative times. Everyone's yeah, yeah. mad as shit. The world sucks. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, like, I already did a whole first season. We're very pessimistic in the first season. Uh, so I'm trying to have an episode in season two asking people, what are we doing right, Quan? What is in the world? In the world, what is good, and what it, what are we as a species doing right? Well, the weed is amazing. <laughs> I was actually thinking about how Bob Marley smoked mids. <laughs> the weed because is he's amazing. on all the like pie head shit, but he apparently his weed was trash. Um, like yeah. all the weed from back then was trash because our shit's super juiced. Yeah. Because they walk so we could run. So that's actually. Good looks on you. Facts. I don't know what else we're doing right, but the weed is amazing. Other than that, the world is in absolute turmoil. I, but, you don't got to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> the weed is all the world together. Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water, kids. Welcome returning guest from last week's posting episode Ashley Goyette. She is a social media influencer with more Instagram followers than Jesus Christ ever had. Technically Jesus never had a single Instagram follower. Either way, here's Ashley. The presence is pretty negative. Um, what do you think are some things that people are doing correctly in the year 2019? Um, I feel like right now there's a lot of um, focus on health. Um, I feel like a lot of people are becoming more aware of that, especially through social media. Um, I feel like a lot of people are also focusing, at least the people I follow, you know, I don't know what everybody else sees, but from my perspective, it's a lot of people trying to be positive, um, trying to make differences. <laughs> but I also know that's who I choose to follow. No, but so. like in the world, like what in, in, the, in the entire world, 2019, what is like humanity doing correctly? So health, I'll give you health. Yeah, People are a yeah. little healthier. Healthier. Um, <laughs> it's, I don't know. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of negatives. I'm trying to think of the positives. Um, 
Yeah, I would definitely say health. <laughs> health is my, my All right, so then what, what do you enjoy about uh, life and being alive? Because that's a, a little more positivity. What are um, some things you enjoy? Um, I enjoy just life in general. Like, I'm a very positive person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy, like, little things. I enjoy going to school. Like, a lot of people don't like that. But I, I think of it differently as, like, I get the opportunity to go to school. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I try to be, like more grateful for everything got you um and that's just my take on it i feel like it it depends on like how you perceive everything because somebody can look at a situation and still think completely negative about something that somebody else sees as positive no yeah i understand that completely To end this episode, let's circle back around to the boob that runs this show, Jason Peters, while he speaks to D-Ray Reynolds of the national champion Villanova Wildcats. And of stay tuned with D-Ray. Question I'm going to ask a bunch of people. Okay. Um, we know that the world's a mess. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the first season was a little pessimistic. Yeah. What are we doing right, right now? What are what, we doing right? What is right? the present getting correct? What is uh, something you see in the world and you're like... That that's good, mm-hmm. and I have mine, uh, and I think I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna open this episode, the, the "What Are We Doing Right" episode with yeah. uh, uh, Young Ma. Yeah, you know the rapper Young Ma. I, I love the rapper Young Ma. Favorite song her. by her is "Practice." I love great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine's probably "Petty Wop." Okay. Um, <laughs> but she is someone that probably could not have existed 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like her whole existence. And exactly. You go in her comments. She kind of did, but it was tweet. She was she was the brat. Yeah, <laughs> but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But either way, you you look in the comments, you'd expect to see the most vile, mm-hmm. hate, hateful shit, and you see people supporting her. Nothing but people supporting her. So, and and even when I remember, I used to be a piece of shit. I'm very open about this. <laughs> um, when you're a little white suburban kid, you're a fucking monster. Like everyone I grew up was a fucking evil piece of shit. And then a lot of us you either changed or you don't change. I was about people, to say, yeah. And the people who don't change, they live, they work at Foot Lockers, <laughs> and then in the mall in this neighborhood they grew up in. And then people who do change get podcasts where they admit they were terrible <laughs> to black people. <laughs> I love it. But uh. Uh, yeah, there's a, like I, I probably the 12 year old version of myself would have been like, this is so weird. But now yeah. you grow. I've mm-hmm. been, I felt the shame of my past horrible thoughts, Maybe and now, and now like I fucking love Young M.A. Exactly. I think the shit. She's one of my favorite rappers, one of the best rappers. I would say she's good. She's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and that and the whole world and even then in 2019, something we're doing right is just female rappers blowing yeah. up, like yeah. getting a real chance. Yeah. Um. But that's that's my example to mm-hmm. prompt you. What do you think we're doing right? Quite frankly, I feel like I'm, I'm, mine's on the same path. We live in courageous times. Um. We live in a time of a lot. I feel like. To me, the, the, the biggest enemy has always been fear. Like I literally have it tattered on my chest: fear, no mm-hmm. one, fear, nothing, fear, fear. Um, I hate to bring that up. Like that's bring like it some, up. Some no, bring it up. Deep it, ass it, thing. it mattered enough that yeah. you put it on your body. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. you can talk about it. But 
when I when I when I got it, I got it when I was twenty years old, and I didn't realize how important it would be um, until later. You know, and I think that's I think that's a very interesting concept. The things that kind of resonate you resonate with you when you're younger. But anyway, um, we live in very courageous times. We live in times where so many things, like you said, the young maids of the world, everything. Look at everything that just happened with women's soccer. We live in times where a lot of things, because of things like social media, are being brought to a forefront. And as they're getting addressed, and as that trauma um, that for so many generations has either been buried or kind of put um, just kind of you know put a lid on and swept under the rug. We live in a time where you can't hide as much, mm-hmm. uh, and it's weird because we live in a time where some people hide behind keyboards and hide behind things like that. But as far as like issues go, you can't hide it how you used to. Mm-hmm. And some people in the older generation don't like that because they held. That's how they held <laughs> power. They fucked up and that's they don't how they, get caught. That's how they held. Po- <laughs> you know, that's how they held power, but. I think with this 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 courageous time comes a new accountability amongst humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the bad in that, like I said, is the fact that you can have an egg emoji and you can say whatever the hell you want to say and not be held accountable, you know, to a huge degree. And that that's the self-destruct button. You know, that that's the thing that's kind of in there. That's you got to You can't have the yang without the yang. Um, but we live in courageous times. And I think that is the biggest. You, you actually use the word perfect progressive. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a time where things are moving along. Um, rapidly you know and that's because us as humans have gotten so used to that you know when you look at internet ads and things like that every time you see a new ad it's about how they made it faster you know the phone mm-hmm. process is faster you can get this faster food is faster you now yeah. they now now the new thing is to make quote unquote healthy food faster you know what i mean because mm-hmm. everything is about being faster and with that us humans have sped up and we're like, okay, we need to move shit along faster. Our generation gets a bad rep of it now because we're looked at as um, ungrateful or uh, impatient. And we are to a degree, like I said, that's where the tide tied ends with the delusion. But you see the things that, you know, younger people are making happen these days. I'm not, I don't want to not just knock, you know, older people. Like I said, we would not be where we are without their foundation laid. I'm talking about the ones that aren't, are against yeah, change and against progressives. I'm not about the ones who have worked their ass. But isn't that all. crazy that there's kind of this world where there's this whole there's a whole group that wants to like like literally better the world, mm-hmm. and that's like their whole shtick. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole group that doesn't that that, wants, that wants. Well, yeah, there's it's a balanced. lot like you said about the the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what we're talking about mm-hmm. with um, culture swings like a pendulum. Yeah, like first black president. Trump. Trump, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, it has to, and it has to. Ba- it's always gonna be. I mean, shit. Look at it. we go back the step from that. Clinton, and you know, you say what you want to say about him. Progressive guy, George Bush. It's like it's yeah. just, it's just, it, it's crazy that Trump is so bad that we've forgotten how fucked George Bush was. Oh, I, trust me. I, just, you're not, you're, trust me. I, I'm here for the George Bush. Exactly, slander. exactly. But it's just like I you watched said, that whole Dick Cheney documentary. Oh my God. Hold on. The document or the, the movie? That, no, actually the same shit I was just bitching about. So I'm, a whole, <laughs> I'm a whole hypocrite. But that's because it was Christian Bale. Exactly. It was Christian Bale. I went to I'm a Christian it. Bale fan. Exactly. I went to see it and I was blown away. Touching on that real quick. That made I, George Bush look like such a dumb shit. I was about to say, I mean shit. But yeah. Based on a true story. Um... <laughs>
Time to get a bat, quick big hula of hope for a destination. What are we doing right in 2020? Um, The one thing I don't want to say is empathy, maybe. I think empathy's on the rise. But, like, other than that, like, tangible what is good. Like, yes, there's obviously, like, love is good. And and sometimes drugs are good until you do too many of them. And then also uh, sex and babies and food and music and movies and a pasta fajou. Uh, like, obviously, like, good things are good. That's not what the fucking episode is about. Um, there's generally two schools of thought on this general concept. It's that, uh, the future is always better than the past is something that is pretty, pretty much considered fact, which I don't believe because the future isn't always better than the past, um... I think that that because we don't know all of the time and a lot of the time it was the same. Like we have no proof that 900 BC was any better than 1100 BC. Like what, what, where's the scale? Who, who decides? Um, people, people love to be like, well, you, you don't have polio and, and your house has walls and, 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 and there's electricity. So you, you should be happy because some, some people don't have that. And all the people who lived in the world uh, before you and your time didn't have that. And you, you should just be grateful that you're not dying of diarrhea and shitting out your doo-doo ass. And I think that's also a bad faith argument. You usually hear that from like conservatives. But not to get political here. Actually, no, minorly political here. In 2020, we live in a limbo, kind of. Everyone is. Like, England recently just did their Brexit. They, they, they pulled the trigger. But they were just waiting. They were just prolonging it. And now they're doing, like, this bullshit version of Brexit where they're taking forever so they can be safe because they want to be a little more reserved because they're not sure about their ideas. And right now, the 2020 election has been going on since, like, 2017. Uh... It's been very irritating. So everyone's just been like, well, I guess 2020 we figure out if the world burns or not. Um, and will the world get better? Is, is, or what is it? What are we doing right? Honest to God, um, just the general rebellion, I think, is decent. Um, there is a general rebellion against like authoritarianism, but then there's also people supporting fascists all over the world. And destroying the earth. I don't think we're doing anything right in 2100 other than cosmetic shit for comfort. Like I have air conditioning. I can get high. I can see a book and uh, and I can order, order an Uber on my phone to get some poor man to show up in a Honda Accord to drive me to my job. 
Uh, and if you think about shit like Uber, like that's what people will point to. Like, look, there's this great thing that that's innovative that didn't exist before that you can have and you can do that makes life easier. You can get where you want for a cheap rate, and then. And then this Uber driver, he can make money on the side. But meanwhile, he only has to make money on the side because his first job isn't paying him. I only have to undercut the taxis because I don't have a job that pays me enough. And it's all because of the economic system. And then that guy, the guy in the car, I have to tip him because Uber's not paying him enough. Uh, because Uber skims money off the top, even though all they do is develop an app and then market that app. That's the only thing the fucking company does. And then when they get that money, they take it and they give it to Saudi Arabia, and then they commit a genocide in Syria. So it's like, uh, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Um, yeah, uh, what is good and what are we doing right in 2020? The cosmetics. Uh, I have an air conditioner. I can buy a fucking million shoes. There's 75 different flavors of Lay's potato chips. And if I don't want those flavors, there's six other brands. All of those brands are owned by six of the top fucking companies in the world who are killing the earth. Uh, the comfortable lifestyle we live is destroying the world in which we live. Um, I don't think any of this is sustainable. I think we are at the plateau uh about to drop um but i think the graph picks up again like if if um quality of life or the amount of good being done in the world is 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 a graph um we've been plateaued since like 1990 in my lifetime all we've been doing is consuming shitty pop culture eating at applebee's and yelling about the president so I had no fucking idea. I think I think this climate change shit is going to be for real because it's February right now as I record and it is warm out. Warm. <laughs> and and there is no snow in Philadelphia. It, it, and I have not seen a, like very much snow at all. The only snow I saw was when I went to Niagara Falls. Um no, I I'd be concerned about the future. Uh I don't think we're doing much of anything right. Thank you, and happy 2100. Oh yeah, I got the perfect song for the kids to sing. And all my people that's drug dealing just to get by Stack your money till it gets sky high We weren't supposed to make it past 25 Jokes on you, we still